From bloated and tired to free and inspired, welcome to Free and Inspired Radio with Philip Watkins, your weekly dose of everything digestion and mental health related. We hope you enjoy this episode. Here is your host, Philip Watkins. Yes, yes. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Free and Inspired Radio. I'm your host, a naturopathic practitioner, Philip Watkins, and I'm grateful to have you with us today. If you're new to the show, well, the title says it all. It's all about feeling free and inspired and exploring the many different avenues you can take to get there, whether it's deep dives on digestion and mental health solutions or guests who offer their own stories and answers. I hope I can be the type of guide you can rely on to unlock the agency you have to reach your own mental and physical competency. Let's get started with what's coming up on today's episode. Coming up on this week's show. Welcome, welcome one and all to Free and Inspired Radio episode 58. How have you been this week? 2023 is kind of moving forward, isn't it? And I hope you are too. Uh, In this episode, we're looking at choline an essential nutrient that I think you need to know about and not many people do. So choline sounds a little bit like chlorine, but uh, choline in contrast is a nutrient that's essential for your brain, the cardiovascular system and the liver. And if ever there was a nutrient that epitomized is my diet enough, then choline would at least be in my top two nutrients. Now, if you're new to the show or you may not know this, you haven't uh, visited the website philipwatkins.com or sorry, philipwatkins.health. Now, all of my podcasts are actually split into three categories. And the first one is bloated, full and tired. So that's all our digestive content. And the second one is uh, sleepless, uh, sad and stressed. And the third category is, is my diet enough? And in each of these categories, we try and ask questions that patients have asked me over time. And that's why the reason why I brought that up is because choline is just a hugely under or overlooked nutrient. And one study that was published in 2016 found that some of the population in the USA only consumed 10% of the daily adequate choline intake. Now, hopefully over the course of this episode, you'll understand why this is really, really big, but we often look at you know, things like zinc and magnesium and other you know, micronutrients that we see in the diet and we worry about the deficiencies there, but often when we actually look at the research, we find that they're not as deficient as we think. In choline, choline's case, is actually the opposite in that the dietary deficiency is a lot larger than we thought. Now, let's stop and get started by saying what is choline? Well, choline is part of a group of nutrients called phospholipids. Now, in the 1970s, scientists considered this group of specialized fats merely as just building blocks of our cells. And I say merely, but you know, not nutrients. Now, as time went by, researchers found phospholipids to be essential to how cells function. For example, although these functions were seemingly small on the surface, researchers eventually found their contribution to be essential when it came to neurological disorders, atherosclerosis, obesity, and diabetes. So in fact, if you break it down, neurological disorders, cardiovascular disease, obesity, and diabetes are in the top 10 killers globally 
according to the World Health Organization. And it wasn't actually until 1998 that the Institute of Medicine recognized choline as an essential nutrient. Now, as part of this group of phospholipids, choline is essential across life and is essential from birth and actually prenatally as well. So if you're an expecting mother or even doing preconception, uh, we recommend to use choline. Now, adequate amounts of choline are critical for optimal brain and cognitive development and for preventing neural tube defects. The importance extends throughout adult life and into old age. And a good example of this is a study of healthy people deprived of dietary choline. And out of the group of men and women, 77% of the men and 80% of the postmenopausal women develop signs of organ, organ dysfunction in the form of muscle damage or fatty liver because of the deficiency of choline. Now, choline is available in a variety of foods. Eggs, my favorite, are the richest, well, one of the richest sources of choline, along with animal products such as chicken liver, uh, salmon, but also grass-fed steak and milk. So animal products generally are pretty high in choline. Uh, but in saying that, shiitake mushrooms, beans, Brussels sprouts and other cruciferous vegetables can also be good sources of choline as well if you are on a plant-based diet. Now dietary choline deficiency can also cause evident problems and you might we've already touched on some of the you know these problems for example people with whose dietary choline consumption was corrected had their mild fatty liver, elevated liver enzymes and creatine phosphokinase levels so just check your blood test you'll probably see that marker there they all resolved when choline was corrected in the diet so the it, the deficiency in the diet can actually really present some big problems and we've done a podcast recently i think a few episodes ago about mild fatty liver and choline deficiency has a, a big effect on how your liver deals with fat and most notably cholesterol so LDLs or low density lipoproteins and triglycerides are mostly uh, largely affected by choline deficiency and both markers you'll see in your average annual checkup and a form of choline called phosphatidylcholine or phosphatidylcholine depending on where you're from commonly prescribed as a supplement but also synthesized by the body in small amounts is an essential part of the very low density protein lipoproteins that help to transport triglycerides out of the liver so i'll just repeat that phosphatidylcholine which is commonly synthesized by the body or supplemented is an essential part of the transport proteins that help transport triglycerides out of the liver so triglycerides are one of the key problems that we see in metabolic issues so transporting it out of the liver is pretty important and you have a trouble doing that if you have a deficiency in choline. Unfortunately, it doesn't end there when it comes to choline and your cholesterol. A choline deficiency can also reduce your amount of good cholesterol, which is a bit of a misnomer, but people often know HDL as good cholesterol. And choline deficiency inhibits its production and increases its removal from the liver. So really brings new meaning to use diet as to treat cholesterol doesn't it i've mentioned how nutrients are often uh, forms of currency for the body in different episodes of free inspired radio but in the case of choline 
We're actually looking at an essential resource the body uses to build what it needs, similar to what we see with amino acids from protein. Now, don't get me wrong, it's good to focus on minimizing certain foods to assist with your cholesterol. Sometimes it can also be vital to ensure a nutrient deficiency, such as a choline deficiency, isn't responsible for your situation. Another good example in the case of cholesterol actually is improving a fiber deficiency and that decreases cardiovascular risk as well. So we've spent the first part of the show, we've defined what choline is and we've also looked at some of the things that can occur from a choline deficiency but supplemental choline can reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease and that is exactly what we're going to go into Uh, after the break here on free and inspire radio we'll be back very shortly stay with us time to take a break are you enjoying this episode of free and inspired radio there's no better time to take back your personal health sovereignty if you want to connect with more free and inspired episodes Simply subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or visit the website at www.philipwatkins.health for more information. Let's get back to the show. Yes, yes. Welcome back to episode 58 of Free and Inspired Radio. In this episode, we're doing a deeper dive on one of the most overlooked nutrients in the diet a nutrient called choline in part one we covered some of the dietary deficiency symptoms now let's look at supplemental choline and why it might help and it's not only cholesterol that benefits from choline intake choline plays a critical role in managing homocysteine now if you're new to homocysteine you might have seen it pop up in a cardiovascular themed blood test I think if you're over 60, it would be procedure or process to get that done regardless. Um, Elevated homocysteine levels are associated with a higher risk of chronic illnesses, such as cognitive decline, bone fractures, and cardiovascular disease. So pretty important marker. And one study examined supplementing choline in men over 50 with high homocysteine levels for just two weeks, which is really short in comparison to some of the other studies we look at, right? Now, the results showed that choline to be effective in lowering homocysteine, concluding that because of this, it can help with cardiovascular disease risk, which is kind of cool. Diets rich in choline can also improve inflammatory markers associated with cardiovascular disease. And aside from homocysteine, one of the important markers for cardiovascular disease is C-reactive protein, or CRP. Findings from a study looking into just uh, just over 1,500 men saw that those with higher levels of choline in their diet had just over 20% lower levels of C-reactive protein and another cardiovascular marker, interleukin-6. So CRP will often come up just under your cholesterol reading. So if you're looking for that on your blood test, uh, you'll be able to see it there. Hopefully, if it's been tested, it does depend on age if you're... uh, A little bit... uh, I would say I would test most people over 40... Um, but if you're under 40, you might not have had your CRP checked, so it might not be on there, but hey, it's worth looking at. Now, it'll be interesting to see if more extensive studies confirm choline and CRP. Um, It would be another 
pretty important dietary intervention to reduce this big killer because, look, uh, 1,500 people is still relatively good, and it's in humans, not in animals, so that's another advantage of the study, but I think we'll probably need more people to really confirm if choline's going to be the thing that really helps people with CRP, but certainly very, uh, very positive, right? Now, if you're a regular listener to Free Inspired Radio, you'll know that we're all about the gut and the brain. So let's talk about the brain and choline here. It's not unusual to recommend choline supplementation or dietary attention to foods high in choline, as we mentioned earlier, during pregnancy and early life. And one of the critical reasons for this is down to brain development. Now, in later life, however, a form of choline called CDP choline, or its nickname City Choline, uh, has improved memory and behavioral deficits in elderly subjects. And another study examined over 2,300 uh, older people and their dietary choline consumption. And this study found that just over 200 milligrams of choline daily reduced the risk of low cognition by up to 50% compared to diets of less than 200 milligrams. So I'll just repeat that. The study in just over 2,300 people uh, showed that just over 200 milligrams of choline daily in the diet reduced the risk of low cognition by up to 50%. That's pretty good compared to diets less than 200 milligrams. Now, to put that in context, one large egg yolk is almost 140 milligrams of choline and chicken liver can be up to 200 milligrams per serving. So just even small amounts of these foods can reduce your risk of cognitive changes over the course of your life. And this is why I really wanted to do a full episode on choline because it's so vital when it comes to things like memory and learning. And there's another reason why it plays a key role in creating a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine. Now, I mean, it's kind of in the name, right? Um, many of my patients have experienced low acetylcholine levels when complaining of forgetfulness. A common one is walking into a room and not remembering while you're there. Um, hopefully, you you either have or haven't experienced that and you now know how to treat it or why it's happening if you do. Uh, studies uh, suggest that acetylcholine can assist with episodic memory after brain damage, which is super cool. And there's some great research out there if you're interested in that type of thing, especially with traumatic brain injury and choline and stroke, um, ischemic damage from strokes. Now, in one of my favorite animal studies around acetylcholine, uh, researchers repeatedly gave healthy rats almonds. Yes, the nuts almonds. And these almonds increased the rats' acetylcholine levels and improved their memory after the rats were given amnesia. So that's crazy. I mean... The things they do to animals uh, in for the sake of these things, just to feed them almonds. Fortunately for these um, rats, their uh, memories all increased and improved. But uh, wow, imagine just being given amnesia. Um, sadly, this trial didn't translate to humans. Um, this uh, a randomized controlled trial in adults over six months uh, were given almonds, but it didn't quite see the same results. However, in the group of study, subjects in the study who were having 85 grams of almonds a day, which is quite a few, uh, there were positive changes in working memory. Now, if you've listened to the episode of Freedom Inspired Radio on executive function, 
Uh, you may know this already, but working memory allows us to get our tasks done during the day quite actively and is a crucial part of this executive function. So look, it's whilst the study didn't completely re, you know, reproduce what we saw in our um, amnesiac rats, uh, we did see some changes and uh, that's just by having some almonds uh, in your diet. So that's kind of cool. But there is more. Uh, choline influences the parts of the brain that create energy. Now, mitochondria are components of cells that generate the chemical energy that drives the cell's ability to take part in biochemical reactions, so it's pretty important. Poor function in the mitochondria, referred to as mitochondrial dysfunction, primarily drives decreased cognitive performance in Alzheimer's disease, or at least is considered to be one of the things that drives that decreased cognitive performance in Alzheimer's. More recently, this same problem of creating energy for the brain has been highlighted as a feature in long COVID. A combination of inflammation from the virus and a subsequent immune response has made, made brain fog a characteristic experience for people recovering from or still recovering. Symptoms from COVID-induced brain fog include impaired attention or poor concentration, anxiety, depression and poor memory. And even just putting this episode together at the beginning of 2023, researchers are still working to reveal the effects of long COVID and get a better understanding. Although CDP choline or citicholine seems to have promise across multiple elements of the brain-associated symptoms in long COVID, citicholine has two functions that can help. The first is an anti-inflammatory effect on the brain, and the second reduces this mitochondrial dysfunction that we've touched on just briefly there. Combine these two critical functions with the effects of acetylcholine that we've also touched on for working memory, and this lesser-known nutrient can have a big part to play in assisting millions of people to recover their brains from even mild COVID infections, which is kind of crazy, but once again, we're in the process now, I think, of doing a big post-mortem, aren't we, of... uh, working out just exactly how COVID has affected people and how we might be able to help them. Certain people may need more choline than others because of their genes. So let's look at the diet and, and maybe where you need what you need to know in order to make sure you're getting enough. Um, I'm not going to say too much about methylation and genes and MTHFR and some of these important genes. I, there is so much content out there. You can find it and I would definitely do some more work on it. But for now, uh, just understand that there are some people who have uh, gene deviations that increases their dietary requirement for choline. For the average person, between 400 milligrams per day and 550 milligrams per day can be a good place to aim for. If you want to review how much choline you're currently getting in your diet, as I said, four, between 400 and 550 milligrams is a good target. And as I said, an egg, a large egg will give you around 140 milligrams and chicken liver will give you around 200. So that's hopefully gives some context there. And look, if you are low in choline, then it may be correcting this can help you with your cholesterol, your liver, your metabolism and your brain all at the same time and I think that's worth the price of admission, hopefully. (laughs) Before we finish this free and inspired radio episode, if you'd love to hear more from me and get the word on new articles, podcast episodes uh, and everything else, jump over to the website philipwatkins.health 
and you can join our community there via the, for the newsletter and you can also get yourself a free ebook on how probiotics work with the brain and how they can help the brain and mental health. Uh, your reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify help me get the word out if you feel the need. Uh, if you've enjoyed the episode, please share it. If you're listening to this on YouTube, throw the video a like and subscribe to see when each new podcast is uploaded. And uh, as always, I'm going to send a big shout out to the people who listened this far. This show is about helping you to find the freedom to feel inspired again. I hope this episode gets you one step closer. Next week, we are looking at spore-based probiotics. It's a diff- definitely a category of probiotics that people aren't too familiar with. So we're going to go into some of the evidence behind spore-based probiotics. But until then, until next week, don't forget to take care of yourself and those around you. And we'll be back with more free and inspired radio just before you know it. See you later. Have a good week. Bye. You made it to the end. This show is all about you, and we hope you finished this episode feeling one step closer to feeling free and inspired. We'll be back next week, but if you want to know more about Philip, please catch a digital flight to www.philipwatkins.health for further details about how we might be able to help. In the meantime, have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, and we'll see you for another episode next week.